you know, this idea that uh, Lanka and Cowan and Kaufman and you and others are talking about the body gets poisoned, then it's trying to figure it out and get rid of it. I know that's very Mm -hmm. simplistic, but that's really what's going on, isn't it? Flus and colds. That's really what's going on. Talk about what everything you've learned about how to detox these bad boys out so you don't have to have a, you know, a healing crisis or something. Um, what are some things? I do saunas, uh, coffee enemas. What are some other things that you, you know about? Well, starting with the basics, you have to start with what we've been talking about. That's your mind and emotions yes. because you can detox all day. <laughs> And you're going to make way more anti-metabolites with your thoughts and your feelings than you could possibly consume eating Big Macs all day. So, oh, so some of the so just your idea, in, just your ahead. idea of thinking, man, I'm really toxic. I'm going to die or whatever. That just makes matters worse. Yeah, and yeah. some of the toughest cases I ever had were the purest. Yes. I'm doing everything right. Yeah, you yeah, know, my yeah. husband smokes and yeah. ever, nothing ever happens. Well, it's because you're obsessed about what you don't want. And now you're an electromagnet and you're going to hang on to all that you get stuff the loop. no matter that how loop many happens, animals you right? do. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the, the next stage, as far as physical modalities, mm-hmm. uh, those are helpful when you're doing it in the spirit of, I want to feel good and rather than I don't want to feel bad. I like so that. Yeah, so you're saying, like well, this is fun. Yeah. Let's do this, Mr. Lever. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy this. And, you know, that's the way I do it. So the, the, our attitude, our state of consciousness is really important, right? We're not trying to fix mm-hmm. something. Exactly. We're already fixed. <laughs> There's nothing to fix. I like that. We're already um, fixed, man. So... I, I always uh, kind of default back to my jock uh, state of mind because I spent you know a lot of my life in competitive sports. And I think it was the best experience I had to becoming a doctor huh. because number one, you're using your body proactively and you learn that you can really with your will force transform your body into any state that you want and make it perform any way you want. That's very empowering. And that that was how I got into medical school in the first place. I wanted to know more about what made this thing tick. Uh-huh. So to answer your question, uh, you know, exercise is the next most important thing. You've got to move it. If you're just sedentary and sitting around and eating, you know, power shakes and things all day long, that's good. But now you need to pump the lymphatics. The lymphatics are in the muscles. You need to work your muscles. You need to stretch. You know, whatever you do with your body, it's a reflection of your consciousness. And people think, well, if I eat a certain way, it's going to transform me. Again, that's inverted. Our food choices are a reflection of our consciousness. We are not what we eat. What we eat is a reflection of where we're at in life. So if you want to, you know, maybe start experimenting with your diet, maybe, you know, do it in the spirit of, well, I want to have a different experience and just see what that does. And it's not to prevent illness or, you know, to, to make myself feel better in that way. So exercise would be the next biggest thing. The other thing I really believe uh, that you already mentioned is coffee enemas. 
Um, you know, you don't want to overdo them, but I think in this day and age, you know, because it flushes out your liver, it's no different than, you know, I live on dirt roads out here. So we got to change the oil filter in the truck a little bit more often than if we lived in the city. Uh It's the same thing with our body. Our bodies are off-roading full-time now. So you got to flush them out and just give your, uh, you know, your liver a breather, and then it's going to be able to process a little bit more. And then that is going to, um, alleviate the necessity for your body to start growing things or something because it's constantly overwhelmed and, and, you know, isn't getting a break. Uh, The next thing I would do probably is uh, change my water. And I would do water in two ways. Uh, I really a big fan of the hydrogen water and everything we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing. Of course, you know, you probably wouldn't be drinking 100% of your daily water from hydrogen. You know, the way I do it, maybe I'll have a, you know, a liter a day or something. It's just a good way to pump up the hydrogen levels. The rest of my water, I prefer distilled water. Distilled water, I found clinically was absolutely the best. Wow. Now, the first thing people will say, well, that's oh, going to leach out all it's your dead, yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Uh, Reverse osmosis water is dead, even though it's purified. Distilled water is more alive than any because what you've done is you've alleviated the amount of energy it takes for that water molecule to hold on to the, you know, even if you have pure spring water, you're going to release a lot of energy in that water that then is going to become available to you because it's no longer needing to expend that energy holding on to the minerals. And that old wives' tale about it's going to leach out your minerals, that's based on the old biological experiment we all got in high school with the semi-permeable membrane and the, you know, osmosis and, you know, and, and the solutes going to areas of greater concentration. So, it doesn't work like that. The body is very complex. It just isn't this over here and here and a, and a thing like that. It's got compartments. It's got regulation and modulation. Uh, you know, built into it, and and uh, the water is going to give you energy. It's going to clean out what you don't need because now it has more available bonding uh, availability than regular water. You know, that's already inundated with minerals. And then the minerals in the uh, water, you know, are not really available to our body anyway. Minerals that are available to our body are those that have been chelated through photosynthesis by plants and then you eat the plants and then that's the way you get the minerals. Now they're bioavailable to you. And then that's where shilajit, humic, fulvic acid and things which are old plant matter, that's why those kinds of minerals work so great. So you get your minerals if you need extraneous minerals from those sources and from our food, you know, a nice plant-based diet, uh, you know, rich in all those things. And I'm not making an argument, you know, against meat or non-meat right. i don't have a dog in that fight i just do what works for me yeah so, so water is a huge thing. interesting so um what do you think about i i'm on rainwater and i've got filters under the house really nice ones and then um mm-hmm. um ultraviolet light thing and then also really nice filters at the sink and there's nothing in there if you do a tds meter i think it's like seven right oh seven so do you think distilled by God, I'm good enough there? Or do you, would you recommend I also distill that? I think that's a great method. If you're getting rainwater distilled by God, you know, I think uh, 
he kind of had it handled first and then filter it from all the other stuff we know is in sure. the atmosphere right. i think you got so, it yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's a great deal um so um uh, let me do a break and then i want to ask you about turpentine okay because people love turpentine we have dr jennifer daniels on and you know the first show we did on turpentine some years ago it's got like a billion hits through google the most listened to show that we've ever done and i don't know what i don't know if people really think that this thing is good i don't know what it is but anyway we're going to talk about that before we get, let you go stay right there previously with our friend brandon amalani of shen blossom a good example of this also is like the Hoshiwu formula. Mm. That is, um, mm. that's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshiwu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshiwu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Huh. Um, and it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and it's got shuri hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality hoshiwu that's properly prepared, it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of Hoshiwu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order Hoshiwu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page, oneradionetwork.com. Yeah, Brandon, he's just a great guy, and uh, I've known him forever. He uh, uh, used to work for Daniel with Daniel Vitalis, Years ago, when I first met, uh, he would help Daniel um, uh, create uh, products and things. And you can just hear, and he has a whole website full of products that are just out of control. I mean, uh, the Hoshi Wu, uh, uh, 50-year-old ginseng, and you can tell just hearing him that he uh, really takes this seriously. I mean, he does everything he can. He has... Uh, of different, uh, uh, you know, recipes and Chinese lineage thing that he works with the people that it's, they're kind of so sacred that they can't even really tell people how they do them. You know, uh, it's cool stuff. I mean, if you're going to spend your money, baby, this is this is the way to go. Now, Brandon also is the proprietor of this product, which is um, it's really interesting. It's called Blue Shield, and it works on the cells in the body. And if you're living in uh, um, cell phone tower land and it's pretty hard not to these days uh, unless unless a bar has a spare bedroom you, know, you can stay for a while where there's no cell phone towers this is cool technology it's called Blue Shield promo code is one radio one radio and um, you get 10% off on that puppy and uh, it works on the cells in the body. It's Australian technology. They've used it with the livestock, and so uh, the whole placebo thing, the chickens don't listen to the Internet. Uh, so, so, and they, you know, they, they just do better. They lay more eggs, and uh, they're, they're healthier for a longer period of time, so something's going on. So it doesn't block the cell phone towers or the Wi-Fi, but it helps uh, the cells in the body 
to just do better with these crazy things that who knows what they are. So both of these two products, products through Brandon on OneRadioNetwork.com. We have the Shen Blossom and then also um, the uh, Blue Shield and it's right on our website. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. With uh, Bar, Bar uh, Paul Lando. It's a great name. Did, did, have you always had that three-name three, three name thing going? Yeah, you know, interesting. <laughs> I was supposed to be a girl, and uh, our old family physician, you know, my parents came from the old country, Peru and Italy. Ah. And uh, so, you know, the doctor was with him for a long time. His name, he was a Frenchman. His name was Dr. Bear Paul. So uh, I wasn't a girl, so they didn't have a name, so they named me after my doctor that delivered me. Mm-hmm. Great old, he was an old school doctor. He was like a real, a real doctor. Do you think we choose our parents and our sex before we come in? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I wonder, geez, did I really choose that? But uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's where pretty it works. Much, yeah. I want to tell you a quick liver uh, uh, coffee enema story. Uh, maybe a week ago, you know, solar timing, I like to do stuff at exactly solar time. You know, the liver cleansing time is 2 a.m. And you can actually refine it if you go in there and find your solar time for your region. And mine's 1.40, 20 minutes earlier because we do the solar timing thing with a fellow once a month. Uh, Adam Bergstrom was really fun. So I, I planned it all out and I just told uh, Spirit to wake me up and... This, yeah, I said, wake me up at one and we'll do this thing. And I woke up at one o'clock and, and, I, and I did the coffee enema at exactly 1.40. I was shining a light on my liver and I really had fun with it and talking to it and tapping it, you know, it was whatever, you know. And um, so I was listening to one of my favorite guys on screenwriting, uh, Aaron Sorkin, who uh, he's one of my heroes, the whole time I was doing it, right? So I did the coffee enema. Uh, I went back to sleep. And I did, had this whole experience with Aaron Sorkin on the inner planes, and he's talking about screenwriting and doing scenes from my screenplay. I mean, it was incredible. So then this is what's fun, I wanted to tell you. Uh, in, in solar timing, Adam talks about that there's a shunt. So like the shunt to the liver would be 2 p.m., right? The 12 hours different, right? So the next day, at almost 1.45, 12 hours, I came, I came down, you know, I didn't, but I felt like I had the most amazing flu of my life. It was crazy. I mean, I had, I had uh, chills, a fever, um, aches. 12 hours from that liver, you know, that, that, uh, that uh, coffee enema. And I was so excited because I said, man, this is cool. This, whatever I did last night, it was good. It just, don't, isn't the body amazing? Isn't the body just like, whoa. It's pretty spectacular. And of course, what we call the uh, cold or flu is just the body composting. That's why traditionally people used to get more things in the winter time when all of nature is composting. Now we're composting, you know, year round because of the we're inundated as such. But uh, germs, of course, are the, the ones that help us compost and then degrade all that matter and get rid of it. And isn't it interesting that, uh, you know, those guys are circumstantially uh, blamed for all of our ills. Isn't that fascinating? 
So I take it, and I know you are, but you're not a germ theory guy, and we've talked with Locke and, and you guys for you know, a couple years. Um, so I guess it's no surprise that the forces, if we want to get kind of fun in the matrix, are doing everything they can to convince people that these germs are going to kill you. Now we have a new one, the Omicron, right? It's no surprise. Also interesting, there was a couple movies I looked up in the last couple of days. That, huh. uh, one in 99 I saw, you know, with, with the title, and it was about a predator from Alien Predator that came and spread a killer virus called <laughs> Omicron. And, no kidding. You know, no, it's, really. Yeah, they- it's, it's so cartoonish now. And people... You know, God bless them, but people that can't see what's going on now don't want to know what's going yeah. on. And again, that's their sole decision, and it's just not their time. Yeah. But we also have to stay pretty for, firm and not be complacent about it because, um, you know, this is our opportunity to mobilize our will force and, mm-hmm. and become, you know, what we're destined to become. And we can't be doormats for these people or just let them have their will imposed on us. Do you feel like this is... a one of the big ones spiritually for this planet, what's going on today, feels like it, doesn't it? It's the big one. It's the culmination of everything. Whoa. Absolutely. Really? Talk about that. What right do you now. mean? What are you, what, are you, what are you saying there? I follow um, some teachings that have been around for a long time, and they kind of sequentially followed uh, the theosophical that then um, Rudolf Steiner uh, created the anthroposophical from, and then the anthroposophical, which again was the balance, not just that Eastern mysticism that we were talking about, but then brought it into a facility of Western mental, you know, manifestation mm-hmm. skills and, you know, more of what we would consider true science. And so uh, this is the place where some of us are connecting all the dots and, historically with these teachings uh they are have predicted this a long time ago and said that at this exact moment you know it would be the beginning uh, of course armageddon means new beginnings most people don't understand that and so this would be the beginning of the new incoming aquarian cycle which is the third and final golden age so what we're seeing now is no different than what you see when you treat a sick body where you know, everything starts up chucking to the surface. And in the process, you know, people get better on the other end if you know how to manage it and if you understand what's really going on. Most people now are focused just on all the junk, you know, that's festering to the surface. Yes, sir. But we've been waiting for this for a long time. You know, when when 911 happened, I was in a circle of people that was actually moderated by a CIA guy and everything because of some involvements I had back then. And we knew two weeks before that, you know, 911 would happen exactly where and when it did. And uh, so this is all planned. It's all by design. And some people in the flow know it all. We were told over 25 years ago that this so-called, you know, germ thing that's uh, allegedly floating around now would happen right now in order to consolidate power, bring in the cash to society, and prepare for the incarnation of Armon. And, you know, and this is what all the AI is about. That's what all the the jibby-jab thing is about, you know, in order to modify our DNA so that our little DNA antennas are more amenable 
to those frequencies that are being focused at us through the internet, through the cell towers and everything, and bring us into a complete, you know, it's like this new meta universe of, uh, you know, Zucker, whoever. And, Zucker, um, you know, that's, that's what's so going who, on right now. You, say no you were told, but who we told you? It. Who told you? Was it, who told you? You say you were told. Yeah. Um, in my work, I had a lot of clients who were very interesting that came from many different uh, fields of life and a lot of them very connected and uh, uh, international monetary fund, mm-hmm. uh, NASA, and some of these people are still alive, some are, and they're clients. So I don't want to say too much people that own professional sports franchises, one guy who's personal buddies with Hank Kissinger, stuff like that. So I was in a a different informational flow. And then I had a little stint uh, being involved with an international bank. That's too long of a story for here. And within those channels of information, um, that is how my own individual research efforts were stimulated because I wanted to know more for myself. And what I found mm-hmm. out is that all of this is in plain sight. So I had a good boost from a lot of, you know, right from the horse's mouth kind of information. Mm-hmm. Right. And then because of the, you know, involvement with some overseas stuff and some people that actually worked within central intelligence, they were, you know, privy to different kinds of information that I got to be a fly on the wall and get as well. And then with, then with, you know, advanced, well, not even just normal research skills, anybody can find that they've been telling us all these things for a long time. Long time. You just have to know where to look. Yeah. And, so you know, it's, it's not all on YouTube. So this would be an entire spiritual, emotional, physical, with the uh, World Economic Forum component. This thing has been going on for a long time, and this is really the big one. This is... Yeah. Yeah. And in the Ascended Master teachings, you know, that came out in the 30s, again, that were the next sequence after Steiner, um, you know, they had decrees and books and dictations all about the inoculations, the serums and everything. The same thing Steiner told us about. He had admonished us a long time ago. So, again, it's all out in the open. And then when you see all these different sources, and then I got to, on the ground, have my own experience and, you know, working with thousands of bodies for a lot of years, find out that, wow, it really does work like that. So, um, you know. You, you can verify things with your own experience. Sure. But these injections and this whole mRNA thing and the DNA on the, on the physiological level, I mean, can it be argued, though, that no matter what somebody would do to your body, if you, it's kind of a disconnect because you wouldn't do it if you were really evolved, but just say something happened, somebody stabbed you in the middle of the night or something. Um, as soul... You would have to buy into any uh, intervention into your body spiritually for it to happen, wouldn't you? I mean, somebody can't control your brain if you're if you're uh, aware, correct? Every cell of our body, all of our DNA, is under the direction of our consciousness. Yes, yes. So, 
and and it's see it flows downstream yes you know our experience is downstream so if you tend to get a little bit beyond that and have more of your thoughts and emotions entertain that level then it's going to affect everything on the ground so i agree now when you tamper with your dna it's a little tricky let's just say now if if you choose to do that i would say well that on the soul level you choose to be less than human less than spiritual and you're just saying i'm out of here i don't want to know you know give me the blue pill i want to be a zombie and that's what these people are turning into. They're t- turning into z- drooling zombies. No, no joke. So, um, if you uh, were force injected, then you know, of course, that wasn't your will in the first place. I'd say, yeah, you could overcome it. Yeah, feels like it. Doesn't it's it? going to be a little tricky though, because you know, those are the antennas that uh, allow us to receive those higher impulses. So. You might have to put in a little bit more elbow grease yeah. after the fact. Yeah. Since you're aware, and we've studied the monetary system for years and fascinated by it, and that's what our screenplay is about, um, what, do you, what do you think is going to be going on if this great reset, the Fed coin, maybe they're going to forgive debt and kind of trick people into just, okay, we're going to get rid of your mortgage and we're just going to take care of you and you can just eat Cheetos and I think that's what they're going to do, but I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you think that we'll be using or going to need to use as currency? Is it going to be crypto or gold and silver or old dollars? What do you think? From what I'm told, it's, you know, the crypto is a two-step into the digital currency just to get us accommodated to the fed coin you know, to that manner you know yeah yeah like when i was just down southern california last week you know everybody just holds up their iphone to the cash register and a boom you're done yeah. they love that stuff oh they yeah. love it oh yeah so yeah so the entrainment has already more than begun and now with the digital of course we will have no mm-hmm. privacy i'm also told that you would not be allowed to accumulate digits in your little digital wallet so if the government is giving out this universal income and so forth you have to spend them in a certain amount of time otherwise you lose them and uh, i'm pretty sure that that is actually out in print for anybody to see as well and i've heard yelling and these folks suggesting as such themselves so that of course eliminates the possibility of wealth accumulation and that will give them the velocity of, you know, their phony currency to kind of keep their slave plantation going in the first place. That's what's coming. It's total control over every facet of your life. Yes. And tied into the vaccine passport, too, probably, right? Yes. Yes. So and what's our workaround? And things into our bodies. Yeah, and stuff. And, yeah. Then what's our workaround for those of us who are not going to partake in that little adventure? I'm an optimist, and I believe simultaneous to what we see surfacing is that there is more people waking up now that is more than enough of the percentage of humankind to reach that critical mass where the whole thing's over. And we are drafting the universal truth, and people that are choosing the harmonic forces, um, it's like a flea on a dog's back in comparison 
So individually, we all have to do our part and, um, you know, become part of that critical mass if we don't want to just be another barnacle on the side of the earth and, and actually achieve some purpose and be useful to, you know, the bigger picture. Sorry, I had to do something strange here, but you don't even want to know. Um, no problem. <laughs> so, um, just on the basics, though, if we want to commerce, do commerce if something gets really strange with this Fed coin, you think we're going to need Bitcoin or, or real silver pre-65 or... Or old dollars, maybe? What do you think we're going to use if we don't want to participate? Ultimately, any kind of currency exchange, digital or otherwise, is um, part of the, the materialistic perspective. Right. And when we as souls understand that universal substance can be molded into anything we wish, there's no need for a medium of exchange in the first place. Now, while we're all getting there, and I know we're all work in progress somewhere along right. the line, um, a gold standard, um, it might seem antiquated to some people, and I get, okay, you can't, you know, have bags of gold in your pocket and everything. But the first thing, when we get rid of, um, you know, the fiat system, then you don't experience that whole um, inflation kind of torture in the first place. Yes. And you would automatically revert back to, you know, a simple coin would get you a long ways. Also, gold has a resonance that is very special. The reason why they called it golden ages in the past is because gold was freely used to adorn buildings and workplaces and where people lived because of the residents. It's literally precipitated sunlight and this hmm. creates a very elevated resonance, which is why it became, you know, the, the standard in the first place. So when we, when the greed and uh, the evil is eliminated, then gold will be available in abundance, can be used for a medium of exchange, but mostly for what it was really intended for, which is to have a physical medium that is around us in abundance that is going to elevate and heal our entire being. But I'm looking forward to the day where we don't even need that because gold um, uh, it, or any other kind of monetary standard was still, uh, you know, connoted uh, a medium of exchange, earning a living, and all these things that the rest of nature doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So there's just no telling of how creative together as souls we're going to be able to get to do what, whatever we want because the world is our oyster, right? We can just. We'll figure it out. Well, you know, we'll just figure something out, right? There's one other component. There's a larger cycle going on. And that larger cycle is bigger than any of us. And so that is the consciousness shift. Yes. Yeah. And as the resonance uh, is no longer hypnotically holding individuals into the material form. Number one, our thoughts and emotions are going to be manifesting a lot quicker, quicker, quicker <laughs> until the concept of time. That's where in the Bible they said the end of time. They meant the, on, the end of the concept of time. 
And that's where we're headed right now. So folks that don't want to go along with the program, that's why more and more people are going to be taking themselves out. So this particular realm will no longer be hospitable to that kind of bad behavior anymore. It won't be allowed to exist. So it's game over either way. The only decision is, you know, where we want to go individually. So I really get that idea that souls subconsciously if they don't want to go through whatever it takes, you know, to be creative and figure it out and to hang out, they're just, even though they don't know it, they're just literally killing themselves, right? They're just... Yeah. Yeah. Taking themselves out of taking, the game. Taking themselves out. Say, no, that's too much for me, man. I'm not going. <laughs> wow. God love them. And it's and okay because a, they'll reincarnate again, right? They'll reincarnate again somewhere or... They'll figure it out next time, and you know. And I agree. It, Most know. probably, uh, we're told in the Ascended Master teachings that souls that are absolutely reticent for any kind of instruction or change can experience a second death. And that doesn't mean you go to hell and burn for eternity. It just means you're absorbed in the universal, and you lose the opportunity as an individualized spiritual being yeah i just feel for me uh uh bear that um boy the longer i can stick around here with this body the more fun i can have the more i can learn the more we can help the to help the whole game right and uh you know it just makes sense to stick around to me but you know i'm crazy well as long as you're having fun, I'm still having too much fun. Yeah. I wouldn't miss this for anything in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I also, you know, we're working behind the scenes on a lot of things that I believe are going to even help some of us in the geezer class uh, to, you know, uh, help us stick around a little oh, bit longer. I think so, that's, too. that's, there's, yeah. there's, there's things in the works and I'm involved with some of them myself. All right. Well, yeah, keep me updated on that. I am too. And I'm just so fascinated uh, by the whole idea of the body and why we age and you know and that whole thing and i'm seeing a lot and i have in the last 10 years and i think aging is really a scam actually so i just think it's made up but that's just, it is. <laughs> that's just and then once i yeah. i really got into the idea that we're on this uh, immovable plane earth that's not spinning around you know at 666,000 miles and i really got it three or four or five months ago whenever it was and I sat there, I turned off the video I was watching and go, whoa. I always knew there was no time, or no concept of time, but once you know that you're just solid, terra firma, not spinning, not moving, I mean, it changes the, the whole feeling about time. And it was very profound for me. Everything. Very profound. I mean, Everything. I was up for about a week just thinking about it. You know, lying in bed going, wow, man, I am not moving. I was really right about this time thing, you know. Woo, whoa, man. It's it's a trip. Yeah, and I think there's a lot more to the picture even with that. You know, I am uh, I describe myself as a globe, as we're told, skeptic. Uh, more than a skeptic, I just don't buy it. Yeah. But as far as when you get into a simplistic, you know, flat earther versus globe head thing, yeah. there's, uh, there's another deeper picture going on, too, that I think some people aren't addressing. And then it gets into some of those concepts that we're talking about. 
and there are realms within realms. We are in a realm. You know, planet means a section of a plane. That's what it literally is defined Planet is as. a section of a, okay, section of physical reality. Of a larger plane. Right. Of a, a larger plane. Of a larger plane. All right. Yeah. So, you That's know, I, the word I thought means. about that when I started to look at the terra firma thing. Is like, well, where is Earth? I mean, where is it? If there's no space, as the flat earthers are saying, well, where is it? Can you answer that question? <laughs> I think with a little bit of uh, what we've been talking about and understanding the electronic levels, which are planes, you mm -hmm. know, in biogeometry, when I do a workup on a body, I'm going to look at the five electronic planes. I'm going to look at many subplanes within those planes. So there's all these different levels of reality. So when you're treating a body, you realize it's not this physical thing at all. You've got to do surgery on all these different planes and subplanes. The earth is the same. You know, we are one plane of reality that is within a larger, you know, system of planes that we might, you know, as a composite call the earth. And there's many, again, universes within universes on this earth. And the idea that we're just this randomly spinning globe and, you know, and everything else, it's, it's really nonsense the more you look at it. And I think there's another element to it. And there's a group out there called FPV Angel. That oh, I've, is, I've, yeah, I've seen um, some of his stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing because they interject Walter Russ, uh, Russell's cosmogony in it and a lot of uh, amazing people. So it starts to give us another understanding that there is definitely a hierarchy of intelligence, a benevolent intelligence. And within this realm, there's also a construct going on here that creates everything we see and experience that might surprise us quite a bit. I bet so. And it goes beyond just simplistic flat earth stuff, too. Oh, sure. So maybe, uh, you know, in simplistic term, maybe uh, where we are, where is Earth, to answer my question, it's just a state of consciousness, right? It's just a state of consciousness, uh, and it is what it is, and I, it doesn't need to be anywhere. Yeah. It just is. It's here. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say it better. I agree. Yeah. And we don't even do drugs, so you know this is fun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I survived the '60s. Well, I don't know, boy. And um, I barely did, brother. Whew, man. <laughs> Fortunately, I was in sports back then, so you know it was a little reefer on the weekends kind of thing. Yeah. But I never went wholesale into the drugs thing because I had to stay. You know, I had to keep my performance level up and to do all the schooling and everything. I had to have kind of a clear intellect and not just be stoned all the time. Yeah. But I have a lot of friends that never made it out of there. Yeah, never make it out. Have you ever seen anything? Yeah. I haven't, but you may have some kind of a physical substance that would actually be used to help souls evolve spiritually. Well, of course, that brings to mind the, the latest trend, which is ayahuasca. Yeah. And I agree that things like that could open up some windows. And uh, I choose uh, not to do that. I don't think I have to. I don't think anybody has to. Yeah. Uh, maybe for some people just to change their mind about things and, you know, get a reset. But uh, my admonishment is with any physical substance, don't overstay your welcome because it's going to become a crutch 
and you're never gonna get to where you think you're going and also you're gonna open up the window to a lot of realms that are not necessarily those benevolent etheric realms you're going to get tapped into the psychic plane and all sorts of beings that have no good intentions even though they give you insights that you think are uh, you know yes, akin to enlightenment or something yeah well said and i would also as, as closely I, as i've looked at most soul mind body which i you know i can just sit for an hour and just talk to god about it um one movement of the mind or if you buy into a thought that this is that or something well then you're done anyway right you're cooked you know you're not even yeah. you know you're not even and and you tell me anyone that could smoke a joint or do lsd or whatever and not think okay you find somebody like that i want to meet them <laughs> and a lot of those things really attune you into some of those realms that we should be detaching from in the first place you know, just uh, the complete sensory experience and, right. you know, the, the thoughts that kind of come and it's like, oh, I'm having some, you know, thoughts that aren't my ordinary thoughts and they're kind of cool and, and so forth. But, you know, <laughs> where are they coming from? Yeah. You know, what kind of stuff are you opening yourself up to? Yeah. Okay. So somebody just said, don't forget to ask him about turpentine. Thanks. I love the show. Okay. Yeah, we need to do that. So I mentioned that I've been doing turpentine a teaspoon for two weeks before we went on the air. And you said, oh, yeah, I, w I did that when, what, 1980 you were doing turpentine? Yeah. What was your experience uh, an old with doc it? From, uh, yeah. Yeah, an old doc from North Carolina turned me on to it. And, you know, back then we were just developing and doing some good stuff, but didn't know all we know now. Uh -huh. And I had some good experiences with it. And, of course, I reserved it for parasite, you know, infestations. Uh -huh. Now, we all have parasites, you know, every single one of us. But just like any other microbe, when the ecosystem internally is out of balance, and sometimes uh, different microbes that are not pathological by their nature or uh, parasites either, then they start to proliferate more than they should. And then they can start to usurp some of your energy systems, dump their own waste products in and do all sorts of nasties. And it becomes a problem. Yeah. So in those cases, I would do some careful testing on many levels of that person to make sure it was compatible. Uh, you know, for instance, the first thing I'd want to do is open up all the emunctories that were maybe the drainage channels that were maybe compromised in that individual because I wouldn't want to give something to kill a bunch of critters if they can't get rid of them in the first place. Same up. with, uh, you know, chelation therapies for metals and things. You know, you want to, you know, really customize and make sure the person can handle it. And then in those cases, you know, very, very often it, it did a lot of good. Uh, that kind of brings us into maybe something that's a little more current. You know, everybody's talking about ivermectin yes. to uh, kill this uh, fictitious bug. <laughs> and I say fictitious with emphasis. You're very kind, very kind when you and, said um, fictitious. And then they say, well, it made me feel better. Right. Well, just like um, any time you kill off creatures that are maybe in too much abundance, you're going to feel better. But the uh, horse dewormer actually has some harsh side effects long term and can really affect, you know, your gut biome and so forth. So I would caution everybody to realize, number one, you're not killing a virus. You are dampening maybe some parasites that you have. You might feel better after, but, you know, there's a price to pay in the long run. Uh, turpentine would be a much better option if you want to kill the critters because it's not going to have the same harsh pharmaceutical um, 
yeah. uh, side effects. And then there's things, you know, like Hilda Clark Zapper. It was kind of a modified, simplified sort of rife allopathic approach. And, it, it, you know, it did work for a lot of people because those frequencies would kill some bugs in there and people would feel better. And, it, you know, you could have any disease diagnosis you can think about. And if you get rid of some of those creatures, make more of uh, energy available to your body in the first place, then the body's going to be able to do what it knows how to do best, which is to heal itself. But it's not from the ivermectin. It's not from anything else. Now, you, you've got a pretty clean temple there. So, you taking some uh, turpentine is, you know, probably going to do some good things. It's kind of fun. I feel a little clarity, uh, sleeping uh, better. And so, yeah. I'll do it for a little bit until, you know, I get the, the nudge to not do it uh uh would you ask your guest um writes robin how people can detox if they took the jab have you thought about that and have you looked into it the thing i worry about most about the jab other than genetically modifying yourself that's another ball game yeah but the um the two-dimensional carbon fibers that are in that much different than molecular three-dimensional carbon totally different um those things are present it's been verified in the jab graphene and that that stuff's nasty not mm. only does it dance to the resonance that they're uh you know surrounding us with with their electronic weaponry the microwave technologies then it starts merging with the neurology and doing all sorts of things. So the way you get rid of that is glutathione levels hmm. have been shown to break it down so that you can eliminate it. Coffee enemas elevate your glutathione levels 600%. Whoa. No wonder they're so, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't just, yeah, it does a lot of good things. Um, the other thing I would do is uh, take isopathic medications. Um, and this is a branch of biological medicine that I learned, you know, through my German training early on in bioterrain medicine. And there's one remedy called mucoracemosis, which is a critter that lives inside of us. And those can be, um, uh, I think, gotten on the internet through a company by Symbiopathic. I get things that are available only for doctors that you can inject and do all sorts of things. But the mucor, when you put that in there, and it, most people's bodies are you know, deficient of these organisms that should be in us, especially if you're at antibiotics and things, and those guys will break down the uh, coagulation tendency that happens when that uh, graphene is put in your body. So there's going to be less of a tendency to have blood clots and strokes and heart attacks like young athletes are having now, but of course, no connection to the jab. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is um, cell salts. Hmm. You know, the cell salts, 12 cell salts uh, create the, you know, the resonant um, um, inner uh, waveforms that then the, the cells can use to regenerate anything. There's one in particular, Cali muriaticum, yeah. that is associated with the body's um, 
dispersion of fibrin. You know, mucorasmosis that I just talked about, those little creatures make fibers so that you coagulate properly, have proper blood viscosity, not too much, not too little, and so forth. So that's why the mucor is good to regulate that, the fibrin on a biological level. And then the fibrin, as far as the cell salt level, calimuriaticum, is going to have uh, the cells um, give them the capacity to have the fibrin dispersed where it's needed and where it's not needed. So it's really, those things are really going to combat the effects of the fibrin while the glutathione is uh, going to help disperse it and break it down in the first place. The other thing that uh, is good is carbon 60, not to be confused with graphene. You know, people say, oh my God, you know, carbon 60 is bad because they're both carbon. That's stupid. So the 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 full uh, you know three dimensional molecule of carbon sixty also is high in glutathione and, and does a lot of things to help repair you know cells and things uh, you know at the DNA level. On the cell salts, are you talking about the little inexpensive little white pills from Highland? Those cell salts, yeah. really? Exactly. Really? Yeah. And would you and take uh, that one that's got them all yeah. in there every day? What is it? What is this called? Those are, that's kind of a good full spectrum. Uh, on the other hand, it's good to do um, individuals with them to just highlight certain ones you might need. Um, this gets into a more involved conversation, probably we want to get into now, but those cell salts also resonate with the different, the 12 constellations of the zodiac, Whoa. not astrology in the crude sense, but the, you know, the realist astro theology. And then those are the step down to allow our bodies to create the 12 organ systems, you know, that, that are represented in the ganglia of our solar plexus, which is represented by Taurus. And, you know, each of the signs in the zodiac is actually uh, how we sequentially build our bodies and what the original Masons, not the, not the, the Masons, but the yeah. original Masons, it was about building, rebuilding the Temple of Solomon, which meant our body. So they understood how to work with those residents and, and the uh, cell salts on the ground are what help us do that. That's why I'd say if there's any branch of homeopathy that's most important, it's the cell salts. So if you're born at a certain time, your birth date, you know, whatever your uh, affiliation with the Zodiac is, then the cell salt, you know, with that particular, um, you know, sign is going to be beneficial. And then also... Uh, we're getting more of those inorganic uh, elements uh, when we're in the womb with mom, but there's three months of the year that we're not in the room with mom, you know, between birth and conception. So if you can kind of look up, it's available on the internet or anywhere and see which of those, uh, you know, cell salts in those three months, um, you know, that you didn't get in the womb, then those would probably be a good idea to supplement as well. That's kind of fun. So wait a minute, I kind of lost you there. So from conception to birth, there's three months that soul is not in the in the in the in the body. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, so you're in the womb nine months, and there's three months not accounted for, which is uh, you know the resonance uh, relative to the you know maybe you weren't supplied while you're in the womb because when you're in the womb you you get a good supply of these if mom's healthy. So where so are we on those three months? Are we in ahead. another reality in those three months before conception? Waiting to come in? Um, well, of course, before conception we are, but I'm talking about here you're born. Right. 
And yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, then you're conceived and then, you know, those three months in between there's, there's that the resonance of the, you know, the cell salts and the the particular uh, signs that, you know, you aren't privy to, you know, when you're in the womb, when you're in the womb, you're getting a more concentrated effect of those. So uh, you have more of a tendency to be deficient in those three months that you weren't in the womb. So if you supply those afterwards, then, you know, you're, you're going to do a lot better. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of people just with that simplistic method, um, you know, heal their bodies up from a lot of things. So three months before conception, you find the cell salt that, that right? Yeah. That, that, and then there's little charts that you can look really? up that, you know, will tell you the different signs associated with it. And just by simple calculation with when you were born, uh, you know, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. what about? I was mm-hmm. born in November. Is there one that that comes to mind that I could take that'd be fun and people can look online and see which, uh, d- depending on when they were born, like Scorpio. There's a cell yeah, cell. It, it depends on. It really depends on um, when in November, what sign you are, because you know you could be clearly into Scorpio. You could be, you know, the one prior. So. You know, again, just just looking up exactly with what your particular day is, then, you know, you can have more of a clear idea of which one you might want to use. There's some great books out by um, Dr. Perry. Mm-hmm. Perry. Who took Dr. Schuster's work, who's the one that brought the cell salts into greater prominence in the 1800s. And Dr. Perry then was brilliant in aligning them you know, with the particular constellations, but more on a level of resonance rather than, you know, what yeah. we, yeah. you know, astrology has been debased to. So there's places online you could actually figure out with your birthday what would be the best cell salt to take. You could duck, duck, go around and figure yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, again, go to Dr. Perry's book and, you know, okay. it's all laid out there for you. And it's pretty easy. Um, I'm looking around. Uh, What's the name of the book? For a handy book to grab, but um, well, he has several books out. There's, um, you know, uh, the you'll see Sol uh, Salts of the Signs of the Zodiac, and you know, they're, oh, cool. the titles will be self-descriptive. I've uh, it's been a while since I've read those, but you know, that's how I got started myself. That's kind of fun. And then within um, within biogeometry. And other levels of radiesthesia that I was trained in before by uh, biogeometry was birthed by Dr. Kareem, brilliant man. Um, you know, we would actually measure the resonance of these, um, and I still do, of different cell salts. And there's a way to see sometimes, you know, to ways to customize based on the resonance of that body, what's deficient. Wow. So that's kind of the way I like to go about it rather than just a simplistic chart. But anybody on their own with, uh, you know, the chart can do a lot of good. So with kinesiology. Right. Well, kinesiology is one tool. Uh, and can you, the way I do it is very neurological based. So I stay strictly within neurological parameters. So I'm not just dowsing with muscles. I see. And then I prefer like Lecker antenna and biogeometry instruments that are very fine tuned geometrically to pick up, you know, like dual impedance antennas, things like this. 
that allow us to really accurately uh, create any level of resonance to ping off of a body. And, you know, then you're working on those higher planes and electronic subplanes that we've been talking about this whole time. That's so fun. Uh, is it P-E-R-R-Y, Perry? Yes. Okay. Okay, this final question. This is great. This is perfect for a final question. Does your guest think that we can live without food and just do the God thing? Thanks for the show. That is a great question to end with. Okay. We probably should be able to do that, right, if we want to? I'll answer that uh, <laughs> with evidence-based science. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, things I've been trained in, and I, you know, it's a laboratory procedure. Mm -hmm. It's called ionization analysis. And it's, uh, it's a little complex, but it's a brilliant way of understanding through um, uh, molecule, molecules, through samples that you collect from fluids in the body and extrapolate those to electricity because electricity is what makes us tick in the first place. So the originator of that, uh, Dr. Kerry Reams, who is like the Tesla of sure. biology and right. the Tesla of botany, um, you're able to see that actually we derived 70, the average person that eats still derives at least 70, 75% of their nutrition directly from the atmosphere. Whoa. The food we eat, Whoa. the food we eat crudely provides energy to jumpstart so that we can extract the bulk of our needs from the atmosphere. And as we've already said, um, those inorganic elements represented by the cell salts when they're available in our bloodstream, then they allow the precipitation of matter when they're conjugated with the um, organic elements that are actually in the ethers. So there's no need to eat food. Uh, you know, you and I are Italian. We, we, we still gonna, like to eat. Yeah, we're gonna but, eat. <laughs> um, but I eat, you know, very little compared to when I used to play football, that sure. sort of thing. And I, you know, sure. can stop eating for days at a time and, and I actually feel great anybody can train themselves like that i don't think you want to come at it from an ego level and you know oh i'm going to be, I'm going to a, be breatharian. a breatharian yeah it's, and all that yeah. it's an inside job and when you approach it that way you're just going to naturally simplify and yeah and you know become more efficient in the first place but no we get the bulk of our nutrition and we're capable of getting 100 percent of our nutrition through resonance directly from the atmosphere yeah and I, that's not a fallacy i believe it and i think about it and ever since doing the hydrogen and just, you know, uh, fine-tuning my reality, uh, eating so much less than I did even two years ago. And I haven't lost a pound. And I, I you know, I look yeah. on the scale and I look at that and I go, okay, what's that about? I mean, come on, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, not a pound. I know it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make uh, sense. I have the same experience. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, I'm like, wow, my skin and bones. I mean, I'm thinner than I used yeah. to be by a long shot, but I'm I'm not a skeleton or unhealthy and can work all day long, lift heavy things. Kind of fun, huh? Yeah, and you know, so much, I mean, so much, so many productive work you can get done when we don't eat too, right? And it was like crazy, you know. You just you don't have to sleep. It's amazing really. how much time it takes. I know. <laughs> to think about food, to eat the food, to digest the food, to eliminate the food, you know, you know. But it's fun, like you say. And we're maybe Italian. with inflation. Yeah, maybe it, with inflation these days, yeah. you know, we're going to be forced to go there anyway. Well, Bear, you are just such a joy 
to talk to. I just had so much fun. God love you. It's, I really love you, brother. Thank you. I love you a lot, too. And uh, always a pleasure to talk. So, uh, yeah, anytime, always available. And we covered a lot of territory with this puppy. We went all, we we went did, all over we? the place, man. Shoo, whoa. It's been the fastest two hours. I hope some of it made sense to somebody. Well, well you know, <laughs> made some sense to me, but I'm crazy. So thank you so much. Your website, tell folks about your website when they visit you there. Tell them about that in a minute. Alphavedic.com. And uh, what it is, it's part of our permaculture model. You know, people think of permaculture as just farming. We have our farm here. We're, you know, self-sufficient as much as possible off the grid. But, you know, you have to have to finance yourself. So, uh, you know, when you have a, um, you know, what we do is we create products from what we grow and then that goes into the commercial arm and that helps fund the whole thing. And on the premises here, you know, we're built a new lab. We're uh, going to do workshops for doctors, for farmers, for, uh, you know, making things in this spagyric lab. So, what I really get a kick out of at this phase of my life is just passing on uh, some of the things that some of the great minds that, you know, took me under their wing in the early stages of my life and career. And, uh, you know, so it's my way of giving back and the uh, website makes all of that possible and keeps things going. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's great because we live in a beautiful area, get lots of fresh air and we always have our feet and hands in the dirt. And I think that's what keeps you healthier more than anything. Yeah, baby. We love the dirt. All right. Well, you take care. Have a pleasant holiday season for you and yours and we'll keep in touch let me know about uh, that little club thing and you let me know if you want to get some the hydrogen and, and I'll hook you up okay thank you uh, definitely want to follow up on that alright uh, sir may the blessings be, be here. Thanks. oh again. it's an honor to have you thanks for being on the show really appreciate it see you soon bye bye Bear uh, oh yeah, man what a guy holy cow that was so much fun I won't sleep for a month after that. Okay, so um, we're going to take the break. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get out to the farmer's market, which is every Wednesday in Dripping Springs. starts at 3 o'clock, so I have about 40 minutes to answer a few emails, get my life together. And I, I will see you on Friday when we're going to do another edition of uh, our, um, our trademark, It Takes a Long Time to Get Young, and we talk about all these kinds of things. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. We had a fantastic Black Fire, uh, Black whatever that thing was, weekend. And thanks for your support in buying our products. And like uh, Bear said, this is how we promote ourselves and make a living and make a house payment. Uh, this is how we do it, by selling the products that we love. So thank you. I love you. And uh, may the blessings be. See you Friday morning. Pass on these links to everybody now. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.